This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch, the managing editor of Pop Sugar. And I'm Zreen Sneaky, the Director of Partnerships at Pop Sugar. And on today's episode, we are welcoming you back to the OC, bitches. We have two very exciting guests, uh, OC stars Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark, who we all remember and love as Summer Roberts and Julie Cooper on the show. And we spent some time with them earlier this week, breaking down all of our favorite moments from the OC the things that made us cringe, and lots more as they are getting ready to launch their own podcast, which is aptly titled Welcome to the OC Bitches that is now out where they're going to be rewatching the OC. We got to meet Rachel's dog. We did. Very cute. Um, But yeah, it was really fun to talk to them about this. I mean, this is a project that they worked on almost 20 years ago. So it's really interesting to see what their perspective is on it revisiting it after all this time, um, what they remembered, what they are, you know, rediscovering for the first time upon rewatching because stars, they're just like us. They don't retain every single minute of every single show they've ever seen. No. And this is the first time Rachel's watching it in its entirety ever. So that was, yes, she said that she, uh, she's currently rooting for Seth and Anna to get (laughs) together because they're early on in the, in the rewatching, um, So we will get to our interview in a little bit. But before that, we have to start with our not over it's for the week. So Zareen, what you thinking about? Well, I wish I wasn't thinking about this, but I am. I recently discovered um, Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers interview at Disney World. (laughs) For some reason, they were there together. I don't know the background, but um, it's a very it's a pretty long interview and it feels a little bit deranged. I'm kind of confused why it's happening in the first place, but they kind of casually go into the fact that they make it seem like they sit around their house listening to a lot of Disney soundtracks and singing along to them, which was very confusing to my brain. We listen to a lot of Lion King soundtracks. Lion King. We also listen to a lot of Aladdin. Or we sing a lot of Aladdin. Yeah, we do. We sing a lot of Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast. A lot of Beauty and the Beast. Hey, hey, the Aladdin soundtrack and the Lion King soundtrack, which they reference, still hold up. No, they do. But like, do I just turn on the Aladdin soundtrack when I'm like hanging out with my boyfriend and we're like making dinner? No. That's a what do you meal. turn on when you're hanging out with your boyfriend and making dinner, Zareen? And what are you making together? Well, I'm usually cooking and it's probably some music of my choice. Probably Drake. Let's be real. Nothing else. There's nothing else that exists in my playlist. So, but yeah, I just thought that entire thing was a little bit odd. They, they're a very interesting couple to me in general. So I'm just always intrigued, but and they hadn't done anything publicly. It was like such a secret when they were together. And then all of a sudden they were engaged. And now they're at Disney World together. It's just I mean, weird. I think it's just, it's a weird move 
in general, do, do they really need to be the first celebrities back in Disney? Is it were they in Disney right. World or Disneyland? Either way, it just seems like you could wait a little bit longer till we're in a little more comfortable place in the pandemic before being at Disney. Florida's always always been in a comfortable place, I think, in the pandemic, unfortunately for us all. True. Um, okay, well, my not over it is the How I Met Your Mother spinoff, How I Met Your Father. Why? Which is a project that they have tried to do quite a few times. Um, How I Met Your Mother ended in 2014. And the last season was so terrible. I watched this whole show, but the last season was so horrible that I it really didn't leave me wanting any more. So every time they have tried to do a spinoff, and I understand that the spinoff is not a reboot. They're not bringing back Ted Mosby and Barney to find out more about their lives like that story has wrapped. But I'm just like, do we really need this from the woman's perspective? They tried to do a version with Greta Gerwig back in 2017, and it didn't get picked up. But now Hulu has already ordered a 10-episode first season of How I Met Your Father starring Hilary Duff, where she's going to tell her son the story of how she met his father. I just... Can't they just just come up with... Is she just going to be the voice? She's just going to be the voice here. No, she's going to be the star. She's going to be the Ted Mosby. The Um, voice is... is, On How I Met Your Mother, the voice was... Ped. On How I Met Your Mother, the voice was Bob Saget. So... I assume the voice of this is going to be like Angela Lansbury or something. (laughs) (laughs) Helen Mirren. (laughs) Has to be somewhat older. I don't, I wasn't a fan of this show. So I don't, I mean, for me, it was like, why was it created the first time? Sorry. But um, the second time is even more confusing to me. But also, isn't Hilary Duff on Younger? Isn't she busy? Yeah, Younger's ending. The last season's airing now. So she's free. And I I mean, I like her on Younger. It's not, it's nothing against her. Um, I just wish they could come up with something a little more original for her to do. No, yeah. I also, I think we're all in a place, well, I don't want to speak for everybody on Earth, but I just want some fresh ideas. I'm tired of like the spinoffs and the re like reboots and I don't know. Also, well, so Hilary the- Duff could do something brand new and people would watch. She's a good actress. She's great on sitcoms, I feel. She was great on Younger well, I don't think she, I assume they're going to pay her a lot. I don't think she cares if it's brand new or not. No, but no. Um, I the first thing that comes to my mind is that How I Met Your Mother is one of the last sitcoms that still use a laugh track. Actually, there probably are still sitcoms that use a laugh track, just not ones that I watch. Um, yeah. So are they going to put a laugh track on this? Or I is mean, it just going to be a totally different show? I I'm, imagine if they're going to... I feel like they're probably going to stay true to the... Oh, I feel like they're probably not going to do it because putting I'm a laugh gonna... track on it automatically is not cool and hip and i think i assume that's what they're going for here i guess only time will tell time will tell okay so today's episode of course is all about a show that you and i are both big fans of the oc the show originally premiered in 2003 it premiered in the summer i remember that i remember watching it at home really paint the picture it was summer 2003 it premiered on fox the Summer premiere was definitely a strategic move because the whole show has a big summer vibe. Uh, Even one of the characters was named Summer, but they just wanted to put you into that headspace of young, tan, rich people. Heavy, heavy California energy. the The show had a young, fresh cast, Adam Brody, Ben McKenzie, Rachel Bilson, and Misha Barton all very quickly became 
household names and huge stars. The show took off immediately. It became a phenomenon, the fashion, the music. They had all these bands on the show. It was just a soap opera that people were very excited to get on board with. And it ran for four seasons. Even though it only ran for four seasons, there are 92 episodes of this show. It had a really long run. And I just remember watching the show with my friends. It was like every week, we got to get together and watch The O.C. This was one of the first shows that I owned on DVD. My sister gave me that first season um, box set. And then that was like cultural currency. Like you could bring it over to your friend's house and be like, ooh, like let's watch The O.C. together. And then people wanted to be friends with you. No, it was. It was definitely like one of those things that everybody talked about where it's like, oh, you don't watch The O.C.? What do you do with your time? Especially, I think not to your point, premiering in the summer we all had nothing to do and so it felt like every single person was talking about this show whatever music was on was like the thing that you're talking about for me it was just fantasizing about like we used to go to california a lot in the summer because we have a lot of family out there and i just remember being like well now i just want to stay in the oc dad take me to orange county i want to go to the beach and you're just kind of like am i instantly part of the cast now that i'm hanging out in orange county (laughs) turns out you're not Yeah. I mean, it was also this was one of the first shows where I feel like the one of the main characters was like an attractive nerd, where it seemed like you were obviously supposed to be attracted to Ryan, the bad boy, the main character. But I was like, but I think Seth's kind of cute. Am I supposed to think he's cute? I I can't really tell. I know. Uh, Fun fact. Also, um, One Tree Hill premiered that that same fall in 2003. And Chad Michael Murray was supposed to play Ryan but he turned it down because of One Tree Hill. Well, that's also interesting because Adam Brody had been on Gilmore Girls and he left Gilmore Girls to be on the OC. Wow. And they said his character went to school in California. Oh, there could have been a Gilmore Girls crossover. Yeah. I I mean, I recently heard on a podcast, John Hamm talking about going out for the role of Sandy Cohen. I don't think he definitely wasn't offered the role, but no, he was not. That's one to imagine, too. No, I, we can never replace Peter Gallagher as Sandy Cohen. He was like the best. He wanted You wanted him to be your dad. Yeah, well, and they teased that, that Peter Gallagher is going to be one of the guests on their podcast. So I'm excited to listen to that episode and just excited for this podcast in general, because sometimes I feel like a rewatch podcast in a way is even better than a reuni- reunion or a reboot, because those things are always disappointing. They never really turn out the way you want. Right. And we I know we've talked about this before, but you're to your point of when storylines don't go the way that you want and then it sort of like ruins it. Like I don't I don't want an OC reboot where they have Seth and Summer are divorced and they're like dropping off kids or something, doing like a drop off and you're like, what alternate universe is this? I hate it. So leave the characters as they are and let's just rewatch the show. That's what right. We Although Julie and Kirsten both gave birth in the final season of that show. <laughs> And it does seem like now they would be about high school age. So I'm surprised they have not tried to bring this show back, even with without any of the original cast, with very few of the original cast. It it can be done. It probably yeah. will be done. I mean, if they finally got How I Met Your Father going, why not? <laughs> no, why not the return talk. of the Gossip Girls coming back, which Josh Schwartz, the, the showrunner, also wrote that show. So God, Josh Schwartz, busy man busy man during that time okay so with that set up why don't we take a break and then we will get into our interview with melinda clark and rachel wilson 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today, we're so excited to have Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark on the show to talk all things OC and their new podcast, Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Okay, well, to kick things off, keeping on theme with the show, we'd love to hear a pop culture moment that you're still not over. I'm kind of not over the fact that, how do you say his name? Rajay, um, oh, Rajay Jean, Jean, Jean Page. Is it coming back to Bridgerton? <laughs> i think a lot of a lot of people are not over that a lot one. of people feel that way like who's gonna I mean, watch it without the duke i don't that know. man is delicious oh that every time he walked accurate. on screen i was like hello <laughs> yeah i mean that is one good looking man <laughs> ladies one good looking man oh man yeah just stick with it one more time please just one yeah, I think they tried. I think Netflix. Yeah, he's too I think big. The character wasn't going to be. It was going to be like a guest role in a that's couple what episodes. They're saying. And he was like, "I'm good." But they tied up that whole story. Like, right? That's what why I think they, they didn't plan on. Where are they going to go with them? But I guess she's going to be back because it's her brother's storyline or whatever. Right. But yeah, their yeah. whole storyline like literally was completely finished with a pretty bow at the end. Like, what else are they going to show? I think he would have right. stuck around had he not been getting other offers, but I think Rega Jean Page is doing just He's fine. A little busy. I, <laughs> they were not pre- they were not prepared, I think, for the world's response to him. And then we're like, well, we should have gotten him in that seven year contract. Rachel, what about your not over it moment? Not over it. What was a big like breakup this year? I feel like something like hit me hard. Oh, well, the Jen and Brad breakup. <laughs> I will bring up because it's tied into the OC because I remember exactly where we were, what we were shooting when that news broke and I was beside myself. Uh, we were shooting the mall scene at a mall at night. We do the hockey thing. Like we're trapped in a mall. We were at this mall. Adam Brody had worked with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt on Mr. And Mrs. Smith with Doug Lyman. So he kind of nice. like, you know, had been around them. And then the news broke about Jen and Brad. And I was like, the world is coming to an end. What the fuck is happening? Well, just so did he know? Did he have an inkling from being on set with them? I cannot say. (laughs) 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 Well, this is a great segue to get into a few more of your stories from on the set of the OC, which of course, will get it all on your podcast. So with that in mind, how did this podcast come about? Was it an immediate yes from you or you know we started talking about it last may so basically a year ago and it was brought up to me as an idea you know i'm sitting home alone with my six-year-old and i'm like wait work from home revisit the oc like that sounds awesome and who better to indulge in it with than mindy so i i contacted melinda i didn't have her info i got it from our mutual friend 
And I sent her an email like, hey, so <laughs> random question <laughs> or something like that, right? Mindy, you said you had yeah, something. Um, it was the, the subject line was, it was Mindy, it's Bilson. Um, super random. I've been approached. Would you be interested in co-hosting? I, honestly, I didn't think it was her. I, I was like, who's this person? You thought you were being catfished. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> but then we ended up talking and it was like, we, you know, like we picked up right where we left off. We have so many stories and, and it was such a fun time in our lives that this has been just such a joy. And especially after lockdown, it sounded like, you know, just the perfect adaptation to what's, to what's going on in the world. What was that like revisiting and kind of like looking back? What hits differently now? Like watching those episodes to you guys, like <laughs> I got to imagine there has to be a lot. Yeah, I mean, we definitely like the first thing we both sort of talk about and acknowledge is the amount of makeup and bronzer that was a part <laughs> of that world. Um, it's pretty surreal seeing at least seeing myself at 21. I feel like it's such a difference from then until now, you know, I'm 39. And it's like a lifetime has gone by. So just watching it, the fashion, which is mind boggling. Um, yes. Although some things have come full circle, like the vintage little Levi's skirts and even the juicy tracksuit. <laughs> we all took a lot of inspiration from you. So you can't knock <laughs> it too much at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the bikini tops as shirts need to just be retired permanently, but you know, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> as long as music festivals are a thing, I don't think that's ever going to end, unfortunately for us. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Well, when you put it in that environment, okay. I'll give it a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, drop waists that I notice, especially oh, on Misha. Yes. A lot of those and a lot of the dresses over jeans. Oh, yeah. That was like high You know point. what? I'm not mad at that. Like, I feel like I could revisit that and it would somehow be okay. What about emotionally when you watch it? Because I felt like when I rewatched it, I was having an existential crisis and I wasn't on the show. <laughs> so what is, what is that like? I think, um, well... I think I approached um, watching this show with a new set of eyes. Obviously, we're older. My daughter was seven when it ended, and she's 21 now. So I've been through the whole teen, wow. the real teen angst. Um, and I so related that much more to just just what Jimmy and Julie, for instance, were doing to Marissa. I so empathize and sympathize with her plight and what she's going through and, and, and just paying attention so much more to the details. Um, not just my own performance, which is what we used to do probably. <laughs> That's interesting that you said that you related more to Marissa's storyline because I felt like watching it, you know, much older than the first time I watched it, I was like, you know what? I understand Julie a little bit more now than I did the first time. I was like, her husband's a white collar criminal. She has to protect the family. The pony needs, you know, it's alopecia treatments. And she was just doing what she needed to do to survive. And I thought that was interesting watching it um, with some time. I wonder if that's this, like for you, Rachel, the same because now you're a mom. And I think watching it back, like, I'll, did you relate more to the characters of the teenagers? Now you're kind of looking at Sandy Cohen and and looking at those characters, like, I get it. This is this is what I relate to now. You know, it's funny. I mean, my daughter's six. So I, I was talking to Mindy about this recently. Like, just the fact that, you know, she loses her daughter on the show. Julie Cooper, right? You know, Marissa dies. And 
I was thinking about it now, if I had to go through that as a character or whatever, it just brings up so much emotion, like being a mom and just relating to that. But yeah, I am looking at it and I'm relating more to the parents, um, which is surreal, (laughs) you know, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just, like I said, it was a lifetime ago. And when I was watching it, I had a complete emotional reaction just because of life then versus now. But yeah, the mom thing definitely hits a little different. (laughs) So what episodes or storylines are you most excited to revisit on the podcast? So the running joke with me is I have like no memory. So people will bring up, they'll bring up like something that happened in season three or whatever. And I'll be like, what? And they'll be like, uh, no, that was summer storyline. Like you were there, you were in the scene. And I'm like, I have no recollection. So you're, wa- you're watching it. It's sort of like you're watching it for the first very 1000%. Like I'm an audience member. I'm not on the show. I'm fully just learning it. I'm rooting for Anna at this point, like the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I like want to see the Seth and Summer thing happen because I just don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not unlocking the memories don't come flooding back. It's sort of just like, wow. There's been a couple of times, like we're still, you know, watching season one and there's a couple of times where I'm like, oh yeah, like I remember when we were there and this happened, but it's, they're few and far between. (laughs) Well, and I think when we first started um, on this venture, my biggest fear was, what if we run out of something to say? But there's but there's so much content. So almost like when you guys are watching it, it's less about remembering these storylines, but almost behind the scenes of like, oh, maybe I don't remember this storyline, but I remember wearing this outfit this day and this is what I was <laughs> hanging out with. That. Like, oh, yeah. Do you feel like you get more of a rush of those memories and what it was like when you were kind of filming the show and who you guys were hanging out with or what was it like on set? You feel like you resonate more with that watching it? For me, exactly. yeah, for me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And we hung out a lot, all of us, especially that first year when everything was happening. We were all friends. We like formed this family bond and, and it's kind of fun watching it and remembering everything we went through together. And yeah, it's definitely more behind the scenes stuff for sure. It's like opening up a yearbook. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and I always said, people ask about this show, you know, and I just remember getting up every day thinking it's like going to theater camp, which is something I love to do when I was a teenager. I get <laughs> to go to work and do something that I haven't done before. And it was I'm going to experiment. I'm going to get to say these fun lot, this this fun dialogue, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment. I'm gonna try things because I realized that was what was inspiring. Um, Josh really paid attention to personalities and what we did, and the writers would get more inspired. And that's in that way, it's a very collective um, process. Well, and I think that really shows. I mean, both of your characters have some of the most evolution of anyone on the show from the first episode to the end. And I know part of that was because you started as, um, you know, guest stars or not series regulars and then sort of grows. But there is a lot of growth and also in the relationship that your characters have um, by the fourth season when you're bonding over for better or for worse. I forgot that your characters were living in the same house at the end, which we were. Yes. Do you see what I mean? I'm like, no idea. Yes, we were living in. Remember, were, we you, the, uh, were you married uh, to my dad? Your or something? dad? Did no, you no, date my dad? <laughs> did you date my dad? I almost called. I went, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> no, he left to to Seattle Grace. Remember, he went yes, to go work yes. at Seattle Grace, and we, you and I, are living there, and so is um, Caitlin, and 
after Taylor Ta- Taylor Townsend's also living with you what? all in the same house. <laughs> Are you, he, what? He's the only one who's not there. And 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 Shay Chris <laughs> Pratt is there a lot. Too, you know, yeah. Reason. Then the bunny pancakes. Oh, pan- the bunny is also yeah, living there. I remember there. pancakes for sure. I feel like people are gonna listen and be like, uh, "She has no idea what she's talking about." <laughs> Why are we gonna listen to her talk about the OC? She doesn't even remember being there. <laughs> but that's but that's what's so refreshing about this because, uh, but but I one of the great things and obviously the advantage that we have is um, when we have questions about an episode, I, I have these curiosities and I'm like. Rachel, can you ask Josh this? So we've got a good line to to some um, authentic answers. Yeah, Josh works <laughs> speed dial. I hit him up. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> but but I've looked forward to, people keep asking, is there a storyline you didn't like? And truth be told, the only time I was uncomfortable was when I had to actually shoot the porno. Why, Mindy? Porno Why would that make you guy? uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> But ultimately, it was it was really funny. It was well received. Um, I'm looking forward. I had to look first because I'm doing my research. Mindy does a lot of research. I'm. I had to look forward to when Julie does the. It's Newport Living Magazine, hysterical stuff that I'm pulling for some of our podcasts coming up, and you know when they when he shows up with the tape and the living in the trailer park, all of these things. You know, doing watching NASCAR, dipping skull. There was nothing that I disliked, except there was a date, the dating service with the male prostitutes. Oh, that was wow. another one that I forgot about <laughs> in season four. There's a lot of great things in season four. <laughs> Rachel's I mean, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? And I mean, what did Julie not do is my question. <laughs> she was engaged. She was engaged even more times than I could even yes, remember. Yes, I do remember the engagements. Julie Cooper Michael. <laughs> Cooper, Roberts, Bullet, Atwood. Yes. Atwood? Because she had, you You know that Julie's son is Ryan's half-brother. Good. Oh, yes, that was one of my yes. biggest hang-ups. Yes, 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 they don't yes. reference, they don't mention that when the, she has a baby, but they never talk about like the connection to Ryan that. Well, is it, is it, yeah, it's, it's. Yes, it's his half-brother. Right, right, right. Or right, sister. Right. You guys, yeah. I'm like really excited for this whole rewatch thing because <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> Can you tease any special guests on upcoming episodes or other cast members that you guys might have on? We have Peter and Tate. Peter Gallagher, yeah. Uh-huh. And we have we have some guests that you may not know about. For instance, we have um, Deborah J. Fisher. She's the showrunner of Ginny in Georgia. She was a staff writer on the OC and now is a very successful um, female showrunner. And that's incredibly insightful. And and um, I don't know that I would have any awareness of how popular the OC is still now had we not gone into this project because you know, I, I knew it had an impact. I did not know how much of an impact. I think it's wonderful that people have access to it streaming. Although I think there's been a little confusion. You know, at one point it was on Amazon. I guess you can buy it on Amazon and now it's on HBO Max. But here's a little tidbit, Rachel. I have a, my daughter's 21. She only, she wouldn't watch it until she decided not to watch it until she was 18 because she was like, nah, they want to watch mom stuff. 
Um, <laughs> but I kept telling her, you, you're going to really like it, not just because of me. So she finally watched it, but she had to pay for it on Amazon. And she told me she binge watched the whole thing. Well, last night I'm on Amazon trying to look into season two. That girl only watched season one. She hasn't watched the whole thing. Wow. I'm busted. Like, busted. She's busted. And I texted her last night. I'm like, did wait, didn't did you only watch it? And I looked at it. She bought it when she she watched it when she when she was 18 in 2018. And then left for college. And and I was like, wait, I can't hello. So she's only seen the first um season. That's so maybe so funny. So I'm she never made it. it to the porno. But probably for the best. <laughs> Probably for the best. Honestly, you know, I'm paying to watch it right now for the rewatch because <laughs> I don't have HBO Max or like a DVD player. So I'm on Amazon buying every episode. Yeah, I was like, can't can't you guys get someone to give that? I mean, to you? I could probably should probably be able to, you know. But I'm like, oh, I gotta watch it. Here I go. Here's my two ninety nine. <laughs> oh, that CG. She's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. No, that's crazy. I mean, that show also just romanticized California so much, like in general, where I feel like afterwards there was this influx of all these reality shows that came out very specifically about California in the later years where we had Laguna Beach or, you know, now the Beverly Hills and like the Orange County Housewives. So it's it's did you guys know when you were filming it in California that you were going to make like, did you feel like California was going to be such a big part of the show in general? Because it felt like a character in itself. But also to me, it was like, as someone that lives in, that grew up in Texas, I was like, is this what it's always like? They're just always at someone's pool house <laughs> and like going to galas on Wednesday. Is this what it's like living in Orange County? I think if you watch the pilot, it was very, very deliberate to show, honestly, 40 miles inland, this t- town of Chino, um, 40 miles as the crow flies, because I looked it up. And that that um, that that Newport that coast. I grew up in Dana Point, which is about thirty miles south, and um, it is like that. And Josh, I think, has said that very unintentionally. A franchise called Real Housewives and shows like The Laguna Beach started, and I think that was quite a bizarre reaction, or, or you know, subsequent to this show. Um, and Josh predicted it. It's an interesting, I found a quote from Julie Cooper saying something about that in season two, who wouldn't be obsessed with the fabulous lives of Orange County. It'll be a cultural phenomenon. And that was in season two. So yeah, yeah. Well, I also love that it's it's sort of written into the show too. Yeah. It's very, a lot of the writing, especially you'll, you'll see Rachel now that you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the writing is very self-referential mm-hmm. and meta and they have all these running jokes, but one of them is that Summer is obsessed with the Valley, which is obviously supposed to be the OC. And then later it's the the reality show of the Valley, like the real Valley, which is obviously supposed to be mm-hmm. Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. So those jokes are also really funny as time goes on of just the awareness. Well, I'm actually from there. the Valley. <laughs> I'm from the OC. She's from the Valley. <laughs> okay, so we polled our Pop Sugar editors on now again, Rachel. I don't know if you're gonna remember how many <laughs> of these you're gonna remember, but hopefully <laughs> we'll jog your memory about some of the moments from the four seasons of the OC that they are not over. So the first one, Rachel, is one of yours, but it was Summer's Wonder Woman Christmas surprise. Hey, Anna, Summer was just giving me a gift. It's cool. You're Wonder Woman. Yeah. So. I mean, you look amazing. 
what what are your like memories of that? I or... remember having the biggest hair I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the makeup was crazy. I mean, I was so done up and I was in this like unitard or bodysuit thing, like super uncomfortable. I had this crazy black and white dress over it to cover it. But like, I remember thinking wearing that dress, but my hair and makeup was so crazy that I was like, how can I get away with no one knowing what's actually happening under here? Because my hair was the size of, I mean, a monumental statue. I don't even know what to call it. It was crazy. That's what I remember. I, I, I remember being, it, it worked. It played. It was an it? absolute surprise. Yes, nobody, agreed. nobody ever thought really twice. was because it you went you went through the process of getting that hair and makeup uh-huh. done so it always feels uh, your perception right. of it is one thing but it's but you put something on a camera you you light it you put it in context with everything and when you took that dress off <laughs> holy moly it worked well thanks because I said it did. So it did. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Even watching it back when you know it's going to happen. I mean, there's like, she's wearing a little mm-hmm. tiny crown, which I think is probably the one. <laughs> yeah, thing the big giveaway. Like, yeah. That's interesting. But um, yeah, oh, even man. just being able to get a dress over that costume. And yeah. Not really noticing it. It was very it. strategic for sure. Well, our next one is Melinda's for you. Um, Caleb having a heart attack right as Julie is about to poison him. Spoiler alert! Sorry, Rachel. That's <laughs> a Rachel's face. Oh, I know. Jaw dropped. <laughs> she has no idea what's going on. Okay, so that was a first for me because I'll tell you this story. Yeah, um, and I'm sure we'll get to these stories. We'll, we'll, we'll repeat them in our podcast. That's okay. But I remember reading that script, and it's and you're reading along, and it says Julie running in a bikini, and I went. What? <laughs> running in a bikinis for 16 year olds not for me and it's the first time i did a fast i was like <laughs> i have to be in a bikini and run anyway but that's just kind of a vanity thing but um yeah that was um it was actually kind of a, a kind of a funny thing where she's doing this thing and, and there was some blooper reel there was some stuff on the blooper reel for that but ultimately she comes out, she decides, she comes out with these gla- with these glasses, these marks full of that stuff, and she throws it aside and um, diving into that pool and saving, trying to save him. Cal? Cal! I'm bummed that they killed his character off. You know, it's always so strange that they kill these characters off. But, but Rachel's um, like, wait, stop saying that. I almost forgot about it. Now you brought it back up. (laughs) That Caleb died in the swimming pool right before I had a chance to kill him. Rachel, I want a new (laughs) (laughs) co-host. I'm seriously like. (laughs) Actually, this will be great because you'll have these great reactions. Well, now, well, now I know. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay i am i told you i'm re-watching i'm literally watching for the first time okay oh my gosh you're the best this is gonna be so cute rachel let's see how much you remember about this divisive character of oliver oh uh, well we have one. recently revisited an oliver episode so i'm pretty clear on i strongly dislike him <laughs> pretty clear on that i mean what a little shit yeah, no, I think a lot of fans were, I mean, obviously because he goes and it just messes things up for everyone, especially. Also, again, when you rewatch the show, you'll notice 
Oliver's storyline and introduction ends up having sort of like a butterfly effect that continues to sort of haunt, like specifically Ryan's character and mess up their relationship kind of forever. If it wasn't for you, she would have never gone to therapy. She never would have met me. I am not going to let this happen at this point. Who's going to believe you? So even though he wasn't there for that long, he has a very long lasting very impactful, impact, which sure. is kind of a bummer. Yeah, no, I feel like Oliver, anytime anyone brings up Oliver, everyone's like, oh, Oliver, like just like total negative kind of opinions but, on that. But at least there was an apathy or at least people, at least people hated him. It's like, you know, you want a passionate hate of the character, which means that I guess they're doing a pretty good job. There's, I mean, it, at some point when we were watching it, it was, you know, poor Ryan. Nobody believes him. Nobody's on his side. Right. And it's a classic. We, don't, we didn't have the term gaslighting there. But boy, was he like the master of gaslighting, um, Oliver. And um, so I think it pays off when everybody finds out that really he did, he was that bad of a guy. I think that um, Taylor Handy, the actor, did a really good job. We we really hated. We really that guy. hated him. <laughs> I can't believe that Caleb dies. And Alan was really bummed about it. I remember he was really bummed about that. And that's when um, Kiki or Kirsten, like Kiki, she was going through her drinking stage, and then. Yes. And she's yeah. like, I'll guess what? I'm going back to the model. But no, the scene is very the scene is very heart. The yeah. whole scene is very heartbreaking and they play cold play and it, it's very uh the music yeah. in general. Get excited. Yeah, I'm like, Rachel. Do we have to gonna, do that? I think one? You're gonna like it. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of emotional scenes, what do you remember of the season finale where Marissa shoots Trey to the tune of Imogen Imogen Heat? What you say? Nothing. No, it just no. It just reminds me of the SNL I, skit. Like yeah. every time someone yes, says it, yes. yes. Which ironically, I had not seen ever until like last year. It was shown to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, wait!" <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. So people weren't like flooding your inbox with that when it first came out. Maybe <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, but it was shown to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is funny." <laughs> and I feel like the one of the other moments, and I know no one has ever gotten over is the Spider-Man kiss that was introduced in the OC, which I know was recreated I so many that. ways, but how fun how fun was that to do? What are you doing here? What do you think? You know, it was actually really awkward to do because we were on a soundstage and they were making it rain and it was so awkward and like rain was going up Adam's nose and it was like so not romantic. <laughs> and I know we'll go over this when we talk about it, but it was and like kissing upside down it's so hard to figure out like which lip goes where and how do you match <laughs> yes. at the same time. So it was way more like choreographed and not romantic and like just like uncomfortable. <laughs> the logistics, even in the first time, seemed hard even in the movie. And then the amount of times it was recreated and I was just like, this looks so confusing yeah. and not great. But here yeah. we are. But here we are yet again. <laughs> okay, Melinda, this one is for you. How much or what do you remember from this iconic scene where Marissa starts screaming at Julie by the pool and just starts throwing all the lawn chairs uh, or the pool chairs into the pool? Honey, instead of shutting me out, just tell me what's bothering you. You really want to know what's bothering me? Do you? Do you really want to know what's on my mind? Yes. Ah! 
Um, here's a funny story about that. We were we did upfronts in Canada, and we'd been flown to. I, I and Josh was on a plane, and actually this got this got him over his fear of flying. But it, we were on the Fox Jet or the Warner Brother Jet, where they take you to the upfronts. On the way back from that, he was writing that scene. And he, I was sitting next to him and I was talking to my friend about this new thing called cardio bar that I was doing. <laughs> and I look over and I could see something about, he go, he's like, I just put cardio bar in the scene. And that starts that scene of, come on, Marissa, we're late for cardio bar. And, and when I read the, read the scene, I thought it was such a well, um, a well-written scene. And I know for some reason the fans gave it a little bit of flack, but I thought Misha was pretty effing brave and, um, it was maybe overdramatic, but that's kind of how she was feeling Marissa at the time, I believe. Well, and that's the whole show, right? I mean, we're watching the show for, for the overdramatic. We're not looking for, for the more nuanced, like this isn't full house. Like we don't want those <laughs> nuanced <laughs> heart to hearts. Right. <laughs> No, she went for it. Misha's brave. She's a brave actress. Well, this was so much fun, you guys. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much uh, for coming on. We, we I'm so excited uh, to hear hear the podcast. And even even just this experience of, you know, hearing the two of you uh, talk about the show with each other and, you know, seeing, getting to experience a little bit of that friendship is really fun for fans. So I think people are going to be super excited about this. So we're very, very excited. And creatively, I'm coming up with my own fan fiction of what's happening with Julian and, and um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> who did who did she choose? I who know. did she choose? I have some little I have some little things that create that's the great the, the creative juices are flowing about what what her life is like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Julie ending up potentially with Ryan's father is really. I, yeah. <laughs> sort of an interesting full circle of of connection. I mean, I always appreciate on the show that they didn't, you know, ever have like Julie date Sandy or even Summer date Ryan. I always thought that was really great about this show. So I think, you know, towards the end, you were sort of like, oh, now, now we're getting to the point where we're all, we're all connected. Only in that parallel world of it's a wonderful Ryan life. Did she? (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. yes, Right. I forgot about that. (laughs) Well, ladies, thank you so much. Well, Rachel, Melinda, it's been so fun having you on the show today. We are very much looking forward to your podcast. So why don't you tell us where we can find it and where others can listen? Well, so welcome to the OC Bitches. We are out April 27th. You can listen to it wherever you find your podcasts. What's the tagline we're supposed to say? Rachel doesn't know anything about the show. We're on this journey together, everybody. I know. Melinda, we see who's really like carrying the team over over here. She's all ready to go with her tag. Oh, believe me. Oh, believe me. It's been been well addressed that Mindy is thoroughly prepared and I'm just like the sidekick. Well, it'll be fun to get, Rachel, your real-time reactions to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Sorry sorry for that we spoiled a fair amount of it. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. So sorry. There's there's still a lot in store. Okay, I think you're going to like it. (laughs) Awesome. There's a lot of guest stars you might not remember. That's my favorite part. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Shay- Shailene Woodley what? is an episode yeah. one. Who's Chris Pratt? Who's Chris Pratt? I mean, what? Olivia Wilde? Okay. All right. Thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much. Bye. 
Okay, so I don't I don't know if we should feel guilty that we spoiled so much of the show for Rachel. <laughs> I know. I do feel like we robbed her of some of the rewatch experience, particularly with Caleb dying in the second season. But you know what? It kind of makes sense. If she's never rewatched the show or watched it to begin with, and why would she remember all these storylines that she wasn't directly right. involved in? And it was so such a long time ago. Um, no, I kind of regret not asking her more about Chris Pratt in the fourth season because his I found his character really frustrating when he was originally on, and obviously it was before he was so famous, and he was he was like the second coming of Oliver to me in some ways in terms of oh, God. The negative feelings yeah, I felt about him. So true. No, that was well before his Marvel money. But that I mean I'm I was dying to ask Melinda about julie cooper's porn tape storyline just because it's (laughs) so absurd so i enjoyed the fact that that was also a sticking point for her even though i felt bad that that she said that that was you know one of the few things that she felt uncomfortable filming but also my one of my favorite parts was the fact that melinda told us uh, her daughter decided to finally watch the oc and then decided only one season was enough for her (laughs) yeah i mean i can't imagine what it's like to be the daughter of an actor and watching them and that stuff. It's gotta be weird. No, Julie yeah. Cooper, you know, also went in a lot of directions and it only <laughs> goes downhill after the first season. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Well, with that in mind, Serene, are you ready for your burning question, which is related to some of this? Okay. I think I am. Okay. Okay. Serene, your burning question. It's a good old fashioned. Would you rather? Oh, fun. Would you rather find out that your mom had to make amateur porn videos when she was a teenager and have the video leak many years later when you're a teenager at a huge party that many rich people from your town are at? Or find out that your mom has been having an affair with your ex-boyfriend whom you also lost your virginity to in the past year. Oh, (laughs) my God. These are horrible options. All these and more happened to Marissa Cooper on the OC. Okay, I have to go with her dating my ex-boyfriend because what really vi- of watching a video of my mom. Well, she didn't I'm- watch it. She didn't watch it. Well, just that existing, and then I know my douchebag guy friends are going to be like, "I'm going to look this up about your mom." And just no, How- knowing that's you think how your douchebag guy friends aren't going to be like, "Your mom has sleeping with your boyfriend," who's no, also that's our friend. That's eventually going to end. It's not. It's so permanent. Yeah, the video is that, like so that seems like an emotional scarring, whereas the porn video seems like ultimately you know what? Your mom's both problem. I don't think <laughs> either of these are, are less emotional scarring. Regardless, they make me cringe. DJ, play I'm Shaken by Rooney. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Have something to share? Email us at notoverit at popsugar.com. Not Over It is a podcast from Pop Sugar and iHeartRadio. It is hosted by me, Becky Kirsch, and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Lisa Sugar and Brett Kushner. Thanks for listening.